for you But you're close to make me blue Hello and welcome to 66 Degrees of Sound. If you're joining us for the first time, this show is produced by the Reykjavik Grapevine magazine, uh, which is a cultural magazine, of course, about Reykjavik culture. And we are bringing you the hot new tracks released in Iceland this week. I am one of your hosts, Rex Beckett. And I am Johannes Bjerkerson. Hi, Joey. Rex, how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing doing swell. Yeah, you are. We had an interesting adventure with a hop car this morning. We did. Yeah. I wasn't. I I was unaware of that they had cars for rent until very recent. Yeah. Was Uh, that like as recently as this morning? mm, No, but 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 not not too uh, far back. No. Yeah. I also only learned recently, mm-hmm. and then my, as you know, my car died pretty recently. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and then I remembered hop cars exist, and I was like, oh yeah. damn, I don't need to buy a car right, right away. It's been great. So, how, how much do you use it? Like, do you use it every day? Do you think or? It's literally the second time I'm using one okay. today. I used okay. one yesterday for the first time, and today has been my second experience. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I'm not I'm not shilling for a company, but I like the service that Hop provides. So You're yeah, not, not simping for a company. I'm not simping for the company, but hey, man, Hop cars. It's been my first experience. It's it I, it's definitely uh, a service that I mean, of course, uh, it's a service that's been, you know, uh, they're of course just providing a, a service that there's a gap in. I mean, yeah, uh, but it's a very useful, I think, service because. It is such a car-dominated space we yeah. live in, and you know, the tendency has been to either you buy a car, or I don't know, suffer with the public on the yeah. bus or whatever. Like totally. Um, and the expense, like yeah, <laughs> right. So in recent times, especially after COVID, or like since COVID, I think uh, I think a lot of people uh, have started doing like a long-term rental thing. Uh, that's at least what I have been doing, mm-hmm. which, you know, kind of pays off in a sense. Uh, I mean, to a certain degree, I, I think. Yeah. But this is just a new facet to the micromobility, I don't know, experience. Yeah, totally. Uh, in conjunction with, uh, with the scooters they have, of course. But disclaimer. Yeah, we're not sponsoring. <laughs> we're just... We're just talking about our love of hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it. I want to say that, too. Yeah. I don't I don't really love... No. Um, Everything that hopped us, I'm not a corporate shill like you are. No. <laughs> wow. <gasps> oh, I'm going to need some I'm jo- ice for I'm, that I'm burn. Joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> this is all in like alignment with the circular economy. I thought you were going to say uh, something about the universe and spirituality. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to take an interesting turn. Oh, it's... Uh, yeah. It's a good weekday morning. It's a good weekday morning. Unspecified weekday. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're not telling you when we record this. This show does not happen live, uh, contrary to uh, what public opinion. <laughs> I don't know what public opinion there would be. Uh, <laughs> guys, I think we might be losing it today. All of those five people who are listening right yeah. now. Yeah, thank you for tuning in, all five of you. Uh, nope. We're so glad you're with us. We're so glad you're still listening. If you've made it this far, you're about you're in for a treat. I don't think we've we've lost it, but I think there is an opportunity for us to lose it in a 24-hour charity uh, live streaming. Uh, yeah, we've 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 um, yeah we've thrown this idea out before. We yeah. are still waiting for feedback. Um, 
should we do a 24-hour show, live show? All for a good cause. All for a good cause. But then that, but then, th- that, that will be our descent into madness. That will be, that's when we will officially lose whatever marbles we currently have left. Yes. Which aren't much. No. Just a couple rattling up in there. We got a really interesting selection of new music this week. Yeah, we week. do, we do. Let's start with listening to Inki, who just released her single Destructive Interference, which was out May 5th. Inki is uh, the moniker of musician and, I want to say, multimedia artist, Ingeberg Friedrichs Dottir, mm-hmm. who, um, through Inki, kind of produces and writes experimental pop, alternative pop, I want to say, kind of, I don't know, you were talking about Imogen Heap earlier. And I, I can get behind that to a certain degree. But anyways, it's 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 this song, Destructive Interference, where she's, I want to say, well, when I, when I was listening to it, I felt that she was kind of playing around with the, this sounds very pretentious as I'm going to say it, but like, you know how different tones and different sounds, they have their own characteristics, right? Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. And I think she's playing around with that. I think she's using the different textures and different uh, uh, character- characteristics of those tones in the song to kind of bend around to serve the actual track as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a point in like the song where it almost sounds atonal. She's like bending the melody around. Mm-hmm. But ultimately... It's like when I listened to it first, it sounded kind of strange. But then as I listened to it again, I feel it's, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think it's, I, I think it's more of a very good description than an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but people will, will take, of course, uh, different things out of it. But I, I really like this song. And Inge Björk is a very prolific musician. She has a huge catalog of, of different music and, and uh, previous works, uh, including one of her projects she did when she was studying in, in the States, where she was helping inmates at a California prison. Nice. Uh, produce hip hop. But like, no, I think you described the track really well that like um, the way she uh, messes with certain like plugins, like there's a lot of synth, uh, uh, like electronic plugins in this Mm -hmm. and the way she messes with them and the effects makes like a very kind of special. I think that's why it reminded me of Image and Heap because of the sort of experimental nature of the different textures like yeah, blending yeah. with each other yeah. and also her vocal quality mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of the way Imogen Heap uses her voice yeah, right, right. and uses effects on her vocals. Well, let's take a listen to Inky's single Destructive Interference. Thank you. 
That was Inky with the song Destructive Interference out May 5th. Moving on, we have a song by Lilia Sol called Mjolkin yeah. that came out on May 8th. And Lilia is a saxophone player and singer who is also a member of the band Sigur Lilia. And they just performed in the Musik der uh, song contest. Mm. Um, and her new track is... Uh, it's a it's a cool track. Yeah. It's an ode to milk uh-huh. and how good milk is for the body um, to the point uh, possibly that it's the only sustenance a person would need, um, which is, I mean, these lyrics are, <laughs> if you speak Icelandic, you're going to have some feelings about it. Um, <laughs> they're very, I think they're very hilarious and silly. Yeah. As for the music, I love what she's laying like mm-hmm. like laying these lyrics over because it reminds me so much of like 80s early no wave yeah. dark wave like there's an artist from the 80s new york scene called vivian goldman who did a lot of this kind of like layered dark wave kind of textural but also minimal in a way anyway so it reminds me a lot of like this kind of scene yeah. and uh yeah it's it's a fun track <laughs> It sure is, and and I also want to make a point on the uh, about the album cover, which has Lilia, I mean, dressed up in a in a in a m- cow skin yeah. coat, <laughs> brown cow, <laughs> fabulous, <laughs> with milk in a champagne flute. Yeah. I, I I wonder, I wonder what uh, what statement this is making, possibly. Uh, towards veganism, mm. you know, mm. if this is, uh, if there's a, a political message in this, right. you know, as as silly as the lyrics may come mm-hmm. across in mm-hmm. a sense, like a, it is quite loaded, you know, milk being quite a controversial beverage yeah. at this point, honestly, <laughs> like, but uh, that aside, I think the actual song, the actual music is really good. Yeah, it slaps. It's really well produced. She incorporates her saxophone in it mm-hmm. in a really beautiful, very 80s way. And yeah, it's a really fun track. So let's have a listen to Mjolkin by Lilja Sol. <laughs> Dear Buana, tell me to say a humbug. <laughs> 
was Lilia Soul with Mjolkin, came out on May 8th, and yeah. It's about can, milk. It's about milk. What more can we say? <laughs> the next track we're listening to is a track by Virgin Orchestra called Off Guard. This is off their debut album, and uh, a track will be premiering here on the show. We had the pleasure of talking with them a bit about the track. And, um, and the album. And the album itself. And uh, we're going to play that interview and then lead into the song Off Guard by Virgin Orchestra. So I'm here with Rune and Sari from the band Virgin Orchestra. Nice to see you guys. Nice to meet you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Who's your third member? Uh, that's Stefania, the singer and bassist. How did you three meet and what inspired you or drew you to start a band together? Uh, well, originally it was it was me and, and Stefania, and we kind of just started talking at like a sort of party for new students at um, at Loi because that that's where we've all been studying, and we sort of we started out as this very avant-garde band, and then we just kind of thought, hey, we actually we both like post-punk and we like pop, so why shouldn't we just shift into that mode instead? Nice, and. Um, yeah, then we met Rune in like a sort of a school trip. Yeah, we had this like uh, competition trip where we just the, on the second year we went to yeah. uh, stick it on with stick it on with. That we did some like compositional work together in like yeah. mixed group and met there. Yeah, we heard you say something like you you liked playing you know non classical music on the cello. Yeah. So we thought. It's not you, you always available to play it. No, it's true. It's, but I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's interesting though because cello is such a versatile instrument. Yes, it's exactly like the human voice. Kind yeah. Of. So it's and also you can acts do, like similar to a bass in some yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You can do like higher voice, uh, like melodic uh, sort of thing, but you can also just. It has really rich bottom sound. Yeah. So you play cello, Stefania plays uh, bass, uh, bass, and, bass and voice, and you... I am the guitarist. Guitarist. And then Stefania and I also kind of share duty of, you know, synthesizers and, and kind of drum programming and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Nice. When did you actually start making music, all the three of you together? Uh, that was, like, towards the end of 2021. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie and I had written some material and then we kind of brought Rune in kind of as a sort of session musician almost but then we kind of liked her contributions and so we just thought let's just bring her into the band so yeah I I would say like Christmas of 2021 yeah nice he mentioned that he and Stefania had roots in post-punky I I can tell from your look (laughs) as well that you probably do as well yeah what was uh, your draw to that? It, it's always been like a, a side of myself that has this interest. And I've always been playing classical music and I have like a huge background of classical music. It's like, uh, before I came to Atlaoi, it was like 15 years. Mm, okay. But I'm, I've always been really interested in all kinds of music and I listen a lot, so... Uh, I just really got the chance to make this music myself with them. Nice. Did you have other solo projects? Uh, Were you playing music for a long time before as well? Yeah, yeah. I have sort of solo industrial 
project where I like you know build instruments and and hit them with hammers and very Einsturzende. Yes, exactly. What's your, what's your solo project called? I uh, just study. Nice, awesome. Uh, um, yeah, I love your music. It reminds me so much of like '90s LA goth bands like yeah. Switchblade Symphony and London After Midnight. I think we we can all safely say we're goths here. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> um, what was the inspiration of the tracks on the album? Was there direct inspiration, or was it just more conceptual? Um, it was it was kind of free formed for a lot of it because we had written two of them sort of together which was you know on your knees and given which were also released as singles early in 2022 uh, but then because Stephanie and I went to Berlin on exchange sort of we essentially wrote the album in kind of separate places just by mm. passing demos around back and forth so it's we were a just really kinda... interesting way of composing I feel like this has become very very common now yes. in like the modern sort of like everybody having access to like doll workstations yeah know, like, that was redundant but you know um i i've met i mean i've done that myself with other bands or like other projects i've done and i've met so many other artists that do this as well yeah. and i think it's just it's awesome yeah it's, it's so great. amazing it's, that it's we have this great. access so and it also kind of suits us because i think you know we're a kind of band where i think we all individually sort of have a lot of ideas and it's just quite comfortable to be able to put them into a form mm-hmm. and just show them to the rest of the band then get you know contributions yeah, and, and suggestions on top of that mm-hmm. so even though something may have initially started from me or room mm-hmm. it then kind of everyone puts work into it and yeah. it becomes a because we all have like our individual uh, input into the band mm-hmm. so the reflection part and the bouncing yeah. off just the 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 way that it does uh, happen through the media is just it gives it time mm-hmm. and yeah you just really have this uh, time to say what you want and put in what you want mm-hmm. and the bounce back it just evolves so quickly mm-hmm. and so much it's like an interesting way kind of as opposed to like you know the the jams like jamming culture like yeah, bands yeah, jamming yeah. together yeah but in this context you have like some time to sort of digest and process yeah. what somebody else has sent you and then mm-hmm. like you say you have time to sort of sit with it yeah and then yeah like, it, it gives like a a different dimension yeah to yeah, how exactly. music is kind of constructed like we did write one song on the album sort of through a jam yeah um and we also like that's just a part of the uh composition mm-hmm. to jam yeah. as well yeah. yeah and just the mix of it yeah makes it's a bit of a balance yeah, yeah it's kind of the, the final step is typically if it's something that's been passed around with demos mm. the final step is always let's go to our rehearsal space and now that we've all listened to it and kind of learned it individually now mm. let's play it together and then we often figure out kind of mm. the final yeah. uh, songwriting like steps the of polishing it. Yeah, yeah kind of, of yeah, how like, it starts to work when we're all playing it yeah and it's also a totally different dynamic when you're actually like there physically energetically like sharing that kind of like yeah that's super cool um i love how angsty a lot of the songs are there's like a lot of raw emotion yeah um are all the lyrics composed by stefania or do you all contribute uh lyrically yeah it is probably 99 percent stefania i think there were some contributions 
from us on on your knees because that was you know a very early song of ours but we just kind of have let stefania take care of it because she's also a poet (laughs) as as well so and writer so she does a lot of different kinds of stuff i've seen her do visual art and performance and things so So we just felt that it's probably just best to leave that to, to her. her. Nice. <laughs> She's really good at it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Your album comes out May 12th, which is uh, tomorrow from the time of recording. What can people expect from picking this up if they have no context for you guys? I mean, aside from listening to this. And do you have any live shows coming up? Uh, well, yeah, we are most likely playing a sort of small release show in Smackleza on Saturday the 13th. Oh, nice. It was supposed to just be a listening party, but then it kind of just evolved into, let's do a small show. These things snowball. Uh, (laughs) And then this summer we're playing some Some festivals, festivals. which are to be announced. We're not allowed to clarify those yet. But then we're also going on a small tour of Scotland. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's random. Yeah, so, <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, Why Scotland? I have sort of uh, connections to Scotland, specifically Glasgow, and, uh, I, and I spent a lot of time there. Nice. And I just thought, you know, we've already played in Berlin because that's where we're recording our album. Oh, okay. But let's try, you know, go somewhere else and play, so why not, yeah. you know, Scotland? Because it's a relatively safe space given how well I know it. But in terms of what to expect from the album, I would say um, experimental post-punk, I think, is a good broad term to use for it. Because I think the roots of a lot of what we're doing is post-punk, mm-hmm. but we're taking in a lot of different influences here and there. There's a lot of trip-hop and dream-pop and Shoe electronic case. avant-garde mm-hmm. and things like that. So Awesome. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want our listeners to know before we sign off? The vinyl of the record will be available in Smackleza. Yeah, nice. So It comes out on vinyl and CD? Uh, no, or? just vinyl and, and digital. Okay, nice. Cool. Thank you so much for meeting me. Thank you. Yeah. And I really look forward to picking up a copy. Yeah. Yeah, cool. excellent. <laughs>
So that was Off Guard by Virgin Orchestra off their debut self-titled album. And right, yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a pretty moody, post-punky uh, track. It's super angsty. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, a lot of, lot of teenage angst there. Yeah, it's giving me like a very, very 90s uh, teenage angst. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't outgrow emo. Yeah, it's no. not a face. No, it's not. We need these things in our lives. Absolutely. We we all need to feel our inner 14-year-old. Yeah. Very often. 
Yeah, and these are uh, new Atlaoi goth post-punk rockers on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited to to see what they have to offer in the in the upcoming weeks um, mm-hmm. when they have released their debut. And uh, yeah, I'll be I'll I'll continue to to monitor them and uh, hopefully be so lucky to catch a show or two with them. Yep. Well, we have one more track to go, but before we get into that, uh, let's tell you about some ways to support us. Yeah, you can find all the coverage from the Reykjavik Grapevine magazine on grapevine.is, and you can follow us on our socials. Those are at RVK Grapevine for Instagram and Twitter. And the Reykjavik Grapevine from, for YouTube and Facebook. So um, go over there. Give us a like. Hit that, smash that like button. Smash that bell. <laughs> smash that bell. We have a new video uh, from our latest... Um, a brand new series. Cover feature, yeah. It's a, it's a brand new series called Sound On, where we take a deep dive into the musicians we cover. Um, for the last issue's cover feature, we spoke with Nanna Printis, uh, primarily known for her work, of course, in Of Monsters and Men, but now with a solo debut album. And uh, I had the privilege and pleasure to join her in her recording studio and... Um, yeah, just chat about the album process, her newest album, How to Start the Garden, was out May 5th. Mm-hmm. We spoke about that. We spoke about her you know, production process, what's it like being a solo artist. It's, re- it's a really nice video. It's yeah. really worth the watch. So you should, should definitely check that video out. It's definitely. up on our YouTube uh, page. That's yep. the Reykjavik Grapevine. And um, yeah, le- and leave a comment about how nice I look or something like that. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe. You can also help us out on our website uh, by signing up for our High Five Club. Yes. It's kind of like our Patreon. There's different tiers, and it really helps us out um, to get these wonderful magazines out to you and these wonderful shows. Yeah, so that's how you can follow us. And let's talk about one more track by the artist Muka Mm. with a track called Heather. Um, He released an album in January also by the same name. Yes. And yeah, this uh, this track we're going to listen to is really cool. Um, yeah, he I, describes I, himself as doing a lot of like kind of kraut pop, kraut rock kind of music. Um, this one gives us like very Manchester, like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I got like if the Primal Scream were straight edge. Oh, <laughs> straight edge Primal Scream. <laughs> That's that's kind of the vibe I got. Yeah, actually, I thought Happy Mondays, but now that you say the straight edge part, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Happy Mondays without doing crack. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, kind of upbeat Kasabian. Yeah, it's like it's like the Factory bands. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but sober. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, we we don't we don't know if Muka is or is not uh, a, a person who partakes of uh, social. Yeah, but so it's socially responsible. It sounds uh, like a cleaner version of the factory. Uh, yeah, factory gang. Yeah, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, it's it's good. It's yeah, yeah. upbeat and poppy and uh, in all the right places. Yeah, and retro, kind of nostalgic, and yeah. This is going to be the last song of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and dropping out. Hell yeah! Yeah, and uh, we'll catch you next week. And be excellent to each other. Please do and have fun. Eurovision. Yeah, happy Eurovision.
This show was hosted by Johannes Bjarkason and Rex Beckett and produced by the Reykjavik Grapevine in collaboration with 101 Sambandith.